You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. Going on Eagles Nation, welcome to the latest Birds Banter podcast, presented to you by PHL Sports Nation and sponsored by Anchor. My name is Matt Lupe, and I'm joined by Logan Banker and Sean McMenamin today. We are members of PHL Eagles Nation, enhancing your Eagles fan experience and keeping you up to date on all things Eagles. Be sure to subscribe to Birds Banter wherever you listen to your podcast so you would never miss a podcast from us. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at Birds Banter and Instagram at Birds Banter PHL. So today, uh, last week, we kind of talked about the OTAs, everything that's been going on so far this spring. But we're in the phase of the offseason between OTAs and training camp where the players aren't very practicing together. So we don't have much to talk about other than looking forward to the 2019 season. So today we're going to talk to you about um, some stat predictions for Carson Wentz. Who's going to lead the team in rushing yards, receiving yards, interceptions, tackles, and sacks? So we got a lot to get to. Logan, take it away. All right. So first, we'll go with uh, our predictions for Carson Wentz and how his 2019 season will go. So I'll pretty much give um, Max and a minimum for what I think he'll do. I think the max that Carson Wentz will do for next season is 4,800 passing yards, around 40 to 45 touchdowns, and then five to seven interceptions. His minimum would be, I'd probably say, around 3,900 passing yards, 28 to 31 touchdowns, and 12 to 15 picks. So if you look at his, um, just his whole career so far, the most passing yards he's had in the season was 3,782 his rookie season in 2016. And obviously the receiving core and all of his weapons are way better now. Back then his best receiver was pretty much Jordan Matthews, Nelson Aguilar, and Doyle Greenback. And now he's got Alshon, Deshaun Jackson, Dallas Goddard's in the picture, and then his most uh, touchdowns was 33 in 2017, and um, so my official prediction for him is 4,200 passing yards, 35 touchdowns, and nine interceptions, which all those would be uh, career highs except for the interceptions. The lowest he had was seven interceptions, 2018 and 2017, so I think pretty much him being uh, going into the season healthy, unlike last season, and him having better weapons than ever, he'll probably have statistically the best season he's ever had, so I think uh, at least for me, I think that's a good prediction for what Carson Wentz could have next season. Yeah, I think Wentz will have another very productive season, and my stat line for him will be 3,800 passing yards, about 40 touchdowns, and only five interceptions. And I think with the offseason additions we made, I think he'll really be able to have a, another productive season and do very well for this Eagles team. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle of you guys. I'm going to say about uh, 4,000 passing yards and touchdowns. I want to say 40, but I think the rushing game is really going to limit him a little bit just because we have really two really good running backs, uh, possibly three with Corey Clement if he's going to come back healthy. Um, I think he's going to be around 35 touchdowns, as Logan said, and the interceptions. Um, Wentz is going to improve with his interceptions, but he still does make a few mistakes. I think around... 8 to 10 would be reasonable for a prediction for that. 
But all in all, that would be a great season for Wentz. Um, he'd be up there in MVP talks, depending on how other quarterbacks um, are performing around him. But I can't see that many quarterbacks in the league top um, that kind of stat line. And if he's coming out and um, throwing a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns every game and getting up to those totals, then the Eagles are going to have a great chance of um, winning a lot of games with that kind of quarterback. Yeah, it's a good point you made, too, about the running game. I was kind of thinking that, too them having Howard and Sanders will kind of prevent him from having like some kind of historic season where he has 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Um, I think a good area to look to is um, the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes where he had however many yards and touchdowns he had last season where it was just an amazing performance. And um, he was able to do that even though he had Kareem Hunt because the defense was so bad that they were always on the field. The offense would always have to come on like the Rams game, for example, where they both we're in the 50s. That, that'll that never happen with the Eagles next season. So Carson Wentz won't have to throw for 500 yards in any game. He'll be able to keep in moderation because of the running game and because the defense will really hold their own. So he won't be put into a situation where he has to literally explode every single game. So it kind of puts a cap on his numbers. But I agree. I definitely think, um, at least with all of our predictions, he'll 100% be like top three in the MVP conversation. Yeah, for sure. They'll have a great season. And with the bounce that we have, we'll be able to do the best work to the best of his ability. And for the next predictions, most rushing yards, I think that will be Jordan Howard, the new offseason acquisition uh, with his running ability and proven uh, greatness over the past few years in his career. I think he'll really put this Eagles team over the top and he will rush for around 950 to 1,000 yards and really uh, be the lead back for this team, show uh, the the ropes pretty much for the other running backs in this lineup, and I think he will provide a lot of uh, great t- a lot of touchdowns this season and prove to be the running back that we uh, were aiming for and acquired this offseason. Yeah, and we have to keep in mind that Jordan Howard is also in a contract year, so he's going to be trying to really grind to make his money next offseason or possibly like halfway through the season if the Eagles think that there's a fit to keep him around even with drafting Miles Sanders, then um, you know he's going to be playing hard every single game to try to prove his worth um, because he was taken out of Chicago because they didn't value him that much and kind of um, saw Treat Cohen as a better back than him. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how Jordan Howard's going to bounce back. And I'm um, looking forward to seeing him. I think around 850 yards would be realistic for him, but I do agree that he's going to be the lead rusher and with the most rushing yards on the team. Uh, the only thing that's really going to limit him is the other back, um, the other running backs in the backfield with him. Miles Sanders and Corey Clement, I think, are going to get a little bit more receptions than um, Jordan Howard will, which will keep the rushing yards in Jordan Howard's favor. But I think they're going to really split it up. Deuce Staley said that they're going to still use a running back by committee because they don't really have a clear-cut top back Um even though Jordan Howard is very good and very skilled, they're still going to rotate these backs in and out of the backfield a lot. So um, anything over 700 yards is going to be very successful because you know the next two guys are going to be right around there with him. So uh, looking forward to see what he's going to do, but I do agree that he's going to lead the pack and have a great year. Yeah, over the last three seasons, Jordan Howard is in the top three for most uh, yards per scrimmage in the rushing game. That's probably something that won't stick in Philadelphia just because of the way they use running backs. They haven't had one of the top rushers in forever. So that's that's probably not going to hold. He had 1,300 or 1,300 yards uh, his rookie season. 
1,100 yards, 2017. Last season, last season he had 935. I think, like you said, now with the presence of Miles Sanders, it will kind of cap Jordan Howard. He won't get as many touches as he did in Chicago. Corey Clement will also factor into that. So I think um, probably around 875 yards, maybe as much as 950. Um, he's going to be more of an impact in the short yardage game and then when they get towards the red zone. So he could, if we're talking rushing touchdowns, I think Jordan Howard could have a career year. His most touchdowns um, rushing is nine. So he could get more than that. But I think in terms of rushing yards, he's not going to be breaking any of his personal records. So I think 875 is a good bet. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next topic we're going to get to is receiving yards, which we'll get to after this short ad. So the Eagles really made a priority this offseason to put a lot of weapons around Wentz, whether it be the running backs, the wide receivers, the tight ends. And uh, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for receivers to step up in this offense. And given the um, opportunity to choose who's going to be leading the team in receiving yards, it was a tough decision. I can pick four or five guys that I could see lead the team with Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz, and even possibly Dallas Goddard. I mean, you never know what how they're going to use him. Uh, the team has said that they're going to get him involved more and more. But, um, I mean, he might be a surprise to lead the team in receiving yards. You never know. There's so many weapons on this team that it's going to be distributed very uh, fairly, and someone's got to come out on top. And I think that's going to be Alshon Jeffrey for a couple of reasons. Deshaun Jackson is going to be the deep threat. Obviously, he's going to have a lot of other uh, routes to run, but majority of the time he's going to be going deep to give Carson Wentz that downfield presence. And I could see him getting double covered or having a lot of safeties look over at him a lot, which is going to open up things for the bigger receivers like Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz. But after Zach Ertz broke the record for the most receptions in a single season, I think he's going to be double covered a lot. Linebackers, safeties, cornerbacks, um, they're all going to be getting the attention of Zach Ertz. So that leaves Alshon Jeffrey on the outside. He's probably going to get a lot of single coverage, and I think he's going to really have a great year through that. I mean, we saw a lot of great catches from him in his time with the Eagles. He's still a younger receiver. He's not, uh, he's still like, I wouldn't say in his prime, he had better seasons so far, but he still has the potential to really have a great year. And I think if he gets around 800 to 900 yards, he could lead this team. Now, I do think Deshaun Jackson has the uh, capability of getting 1,000 yards, but you have to keep in mind there's a lot of receivers and a lot of tight ends to get involved. So we might not see a 1,000-yard receiver, but I do think Alshon Jeffrey will come out on top. Yeah, we're kind of on the same page about uh, Zach Ertz being limited. He had the most receiving yards last season for the Eagles. Like you said, he'll face probably a lot of double coverage, so that'll open up the door for Dallas Scott or Alshon Jeffrey. I think the person that will benefit most from that is Deshaun Jackson, who I think will lead the team in receiving yards. Last season, he had 774 yards with the Buccaneers. Granted, that was with Ryan Fitzpatrick and James Winston as a quarterback, which, like, there's tier one quarterbacks, tier two, and then there's, like, tier four. Carson Wentz is probably tier two, and those guys that I mentioned are tier four. So it's a significant upgrade for Deshaun Jackson. And Carson Wentz loves throwing the ball downfield. So Deshaun Jackson probably won't lead the team in targets, but I think just the fact that he'll be seeing the ball so much downfield Last season, he had most yards per catch. And I could very well see him uh, doing that again this season. So I think he'll have um, probably around 1,000 yards to as much as 1,150 yards, which be uh, obviously very good. And there's going to be a ton of guys there. I think you can make an argument for so many people, like you said, Matt. But I think uh, just a deep threat for Deshaun Jackson will be very easy for him to accumulate big yards. So 
I'd guess he'll be the one that comes out on top. Yeah, I also think Deshaun Jackson will lead the team in receiving yards due to his deep threat ability. And I think Carson Wentz will really be targeting him often throughout the season. And whereas a few other guys, the receivers will be covered tightly. I think he will be able to create some space, get open, and then uh, his run-after-catch ability is tremendous, one of the best in the league. So I think he'll average about 800 to 900 receiving yards and lead this team this season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's uh, change gears now for most tackles. This is kind of a tough one. Um, there's a lot of guys that you could pick from. Uh, personally, I think it's going to be a new guy that leads the team of tackles next season. I think it's going to be Zach Brown. Uh, he had 96 tackles last season. Only Bobby Wagner has uh, more tackles than him since 2016. And uh, the person that Brown is replacing, Jordan Hicks, had 91 tackles last season. That was only in 12 games, which was uh, third most on the team last season. Malcolm Jenkins and Nigel Bradham finished with uh, tied for the most tackles with 97. Um and honestly, I think Brown is better than Hicks when it comes to the run. So Brown will probably be more effective in terms of the tackling department. And um, he's just such a beast against the run that he'll always be in there to um, bring down any running back. Say there's a receiver cutting in front of him, he'll be able to bring him down. So he'll have a ton of opportunities. as really the only good middle linebacker on the team to be a big factor. So I think he could have north of 100 tackles next season and lead the team there. Yeah, I really like that Brandon Zach Brown. Um, obviously, losing Jordan Hicks was huge because there was a huge need for a t- uh, linebacker all throughout the offseason. And everybody expected them to kind of go for a linebacker either early or at least somewhere in the draft. And they didn't, other than um, undrafted free agents like it's TJ Edwards. But um, I think Zach Brown's going to do a lot of great things. He did have an excellent season last year, but I'm going to have to go with Malcolm Jenkins. Um, Obviously, we talked about this last week about Jenkins and the contract talks with the Eagles. Um, I am confident that he's going to be on the team next year and he's going to get a reworked contract. But Jenkins is just so versatile and he can play so many places, which is going to be valuable for him getting all those tackles. And his health is another huge factor into this. He played every single defensive snap last year. If he can continue to do that or even... 80 85 percent of snaps um that's going to be fantastic for his chances he's a great leader of the team and he's going to be all over the place um i mean we know that he can play on the defensive line like if he's uh blitzing the quarterback he could play linebacker nickel cornerback cornerback safety he can go anywhere and he's going to make a difference so for that reason i'm going to pick malcolm jenkins yeah i also think malcolm jenkins is going to lead this team in tackles and like you said, Matt, he's always everywhere on the field making tackles, sacks. So I think he can lead this team and provide to be a key part of this team in 2019. And moving forward to the next stat line for most interceptions, my prediction is Avante Maddox coming into his second year. I think he's one of the best players, uh, ball hawking defenders on this team. I think he'll be able to cover... Uh, wide receivers very well stick on them and prove to be one of the best cornerbacks on this team in 2019. And I think he will average about four to five interceptions this season. Yeah, Avante Maddox really proved his worth last year. Um, he was all over the place. He was a um, mid-round pick last year, but he really exceeded all expectations. And he's entering a cornerback group that is very deep. So he's got to not only secure his starting spot, but 
um, succeed in order to play in their game in, game out. So I'm very confident in Maddox and his abilities, and I really can't think of another cornerback that can take um, most interceptions away from him other than Rasul Douglas. But I do um, see Avante Maddox really stepping up this year with more opportunity to succeed on as an outside cornerback. And I'm going to say he's going to lead the team with about six interceptions. Um, obviously, there's a lot of cornerbacks, and hopefully we can create a lot of turnovers. Um, everybody get their fair share because turnovers have been missing from this defense for some time now. But I really hope Avante can step up and get um, a few picks. And, I mean, if not, there's no worries because there's a few other cornerbacks on this team who are capable of getting five or six as well. So, um for that reason, I'm going to pick Avante Maddox, but I'm not too concerned if he doesn't. Yeah, I'm going to hop on the hype train, too, and pick Avante Maddox. Uh, we've heard all OTAs, all during mandatory mini camps, how just how great Avante Maddox has been on the defensive side of the ball. We heard how he picked off Carson Wentz, how he's making all these plays. So he's really in a great position to have a big year. Honestly, I think he's the only cornerback in that group who is a lock to start week one. There's a lot of question marks with Ronald Darby, Jalen Mills, even Craven LeBlanc, Rasul Douglas. So Avante Maddox is really the only one that has separated himself so far. And I agree, Matt. I think he's going to have six interceptions. He, he just really showed last season what he's capable of. He made some really big plays for the defense. And they're in a pretty big need for guys or cornerbacks that can cause turnovers. They only had 10 interceptions as a team last year, which isn't very good. So they really have to do better in that side of the ball and just making plays to kind of help themselves out and also get the offense on the field more. And I think uh, if any guy's able to uh, turn the table on that and really um, help improve that would be Avante Maddox. So I think he's going to lead the team in interceptions. Yeah, uh, very good points there. So hopefully Avante can prove us all right because uh, there's a lot of hype around him going throughout the spring and we can all see it. So we have a lot of confidence in what he can do. Our last topic for this podcast will be who's going to lead the team in sacks and Last week, I said that Derek Barnett is my breakout candidate for 2019, and I'm going to say that he's going to lead the team in sacks. Um, He's in an excellent position to succeed with a very thin defensive end group. Um, The only person that's giving him competition is Brandon Graham because behind it's it's Vinnie Curry, it's Josh Sweat, Sweat and uh, Sharif Miller, who uh, they're decent, but I think Derek Barnett is light years away from them, and he's really going to break out and go for over 10 sacks. I can see Fletcher Cox trying to compete with him, but honestly, with the defensive tackle depth that they have this upcoming year, Fletcher Cox probably isn't going to see the field as much as he has in previous seasons, and um, that leaves Derek Barnett to lead the team, and I'm fully uh, confident that he's going to be able to do that and really lead this team to a lot of great things, uh, getting a lot of sacks and possibly turning the ball over uh, getting some strip sacks. Yeah, I'm going to go with the other defensive end. I'm going to say Brandon Graham. He said when he re-signed with the Eagles that he wanted to get at least 10 sacks next season. I don't think he'll get that many, but I do think he will lead the team in sacks. I think um, uh, Brandon Graham will probably finish with around 8.5 sacks next season. Last year, he only had four sacks, which is kind of a disappointment compared to the great year he had in 2017, where he had 9.5 sacks. And um, I kind of agree with Fletcher Cox. Uh, I think he'll still get a similar amount of playing time, but I think he's going to face a ton more double teams, which um, it'll help the defensive tackles next to him with Malik Jackson, uh, Timmy Jernigan, but also leave Brandon Graham with a lot of one-on-one opportunities and be able to win that. And uh, I think he's just really in a position where he's hungry to show his worth, hungry to show um, 
that the Eagles made the right decision bringing him back for the amount of money that they did. It, he could have been paid more, honestly, but they still made a pretty big commitment bringing him back, and they didn't have to do that. They could have kept Michael Bennett and Chris Long. So I think he's um, just hungry to prove that he's a guy defensive end and age isn't a factor. He's past ankle injury, had two seasons ago, and um, he's really just ready to um, separate himself from that group. Yeah, and I'm going to go with Malik Jackson as his experience in the NFL has brought him to this point. And the fact that the Eagles got him in free agency is a big, it was a big signing in my opinion. And I really think he'll be able to get after the quarterback fast and create a lot of pressure and making hurried passes from the quarterback and also sacks. And so my prediction uh, for his sacks will be around eight to nine for the 2019 season. And he was hoping that the whole defensive line can be able to bring down the quarterback and just have a great defensive year with more turnovers. Yeah, all great yep. points. Um, yep. Obviously, the defensive end has always been a strength for the Eagles, and um, I've mentioned before that the defensive end position is kind of shallow, but there's a lot of great players all across the board that can really step up and contribute, so I'm not really too worried about it. Yeah, I honestly, uh, I was close to picking Luke Jackson, too. I think... Uh, He's in a similar spot to Brandon Graham where he was just cut by the Jaguars. So he's he's ready to prove that they made a mistake and come into Philadelphia and really be motivated not only to win, but be a driving force in that. He's at his best when he's going after the quarterback and um, just being able to do that. Like I said, Fletcher Cox frequently going to be double team next season. It's going to really open the door from Lee Jackson to kind of get back to the lead form. He was once that where he was signed to that big contract. So um, it'll be a nice opportunity from Lake Jackson. So it wouldn't surprise me to if he led the team in sacks. Yeah, that was obviously a huge move for the Eagles and um, bringing back Tim Jernigan. I mean, Fletcher Cox doesn't have the pressure like he did last year um, without having Jernigan next to him as Lodinata and other um, defensive tackles that really weren't contributing as much as the Eagles would like. So a lot of a lot was asked of Cox and he had to play through an injury uh, the last game of the playoffs. So, there's not a lot of pressure on him anymore with that deep defensive tackle position, and it's going to open up a lot. Um, it's going to be a lot of double teams on this offensive or uh, defensive line, and um, really looking forward to see what they can do. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, kind of thing I just noticed uh, as we went through these predictions, there's a lot of different guys that you can make a case for every single spot between most um, rushing yards, receiving yards, most tackles, um, most sacks. So it kind of it just goes to show the team the Eagles have assembled that they're so deep and they have so many talented guys that really anyone could come out as a star next season and all it'll do is benefit the team so um there's definitely gonna be some good chances for a lot of guys and maybe maybe some people could surprise us too so it'll be uh, definitely a good season yeah for sure I think this is this Eagles team has tremendous depth and one of the best steps in the NFL so here's hoping that they all can make an impact and the guys that we predicted or maybe some dark horses can step up and prove why they're on this team and uh, have a great 2019 season. Yeah, it's going to be a great year. The Eagles are deep in a lot of positions and a lot of key positions, which is going to be great for them, not only the regular season, but going into the playoffs and hopefully a Super Bowl. So um, looking forward to the season. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And um, if you want to let us know who you think is going to lead any of these um, stack groups, just let us know at Birds Banter on Twitter or check out our new Instagram at Birds Banter PHL. Let us know if you have any other topics or suggestions that you would like to see addressed 
um, going into the 2019 season. And thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next time for more Birds Banter. Go Birds. Go Birds. Road to Big Cup.